0: Hello and welcome to episode 177 of the Dance Speak podcast with Eric Lucky. Eric is one of those rarities, born and raised in LA and been working in the industry for years. Credits include Christina Aguilera, Dancing with the Stars. He's the creator of Old School Skinny. He's an entrepreneur. He is a choreographer, creative director, creative directs for Janae Aiko, one of my favorite artists and so we will geek out throughout this episode by we i mean me and it's just fascinating be sure that you're following us the dance speak podcast on instagram at dance speak podcast we also just opened our tiktok account at dance speak podcast and my own at gogalit g-o-l-g-o whoa yeah (laughs) can't even spell my own name G-O-G-A-L-I-T. I I think I'm going to keep it. I also wanted to make a quick note before we get into the episode. Right now, it's October. It's the fall season, the beginning of it. We talk a lot about health and wellness on this podcast. And so I wanted to let you know if you want some direct support with your fitness and wellness, I have an accountability group that's going on right now. I run it through my Patreon and you also get a free monthly workout with it. So if you want to check it out, go to patreon.com slash train with galit again that's patreon.com slash train with galit g-a-l-i-t if you need the spelling and without any further ado enjoy the episode hey guys my name is galit freelander i've worn many hats in the dance world over the last 15 plus years and have created dance speak as a platform for people in the dance industry to share their stories and blueprints for success so listen up and get ready to be inspired Movements you love. Yes, I, I love that optimistic view of it. Cause mm. my space I always say it's where light goes to die. So uh, that's usually my complaint. No, it's yeah. light doesn't a little bit of light gets in you get here, a little some okay. six AM. Yeah. But you know what? On the flip side of that is that we don't have blaring sunlight. So everybody, we're in a heat wave.
1: Yes, we are. And I'm sitting here with
0: <laughs> Eric Lucky. Yes,
1: you are. Who I was
0: called Lucky. And yeah. I, I always like to start with how we know each other. Yes. So you've heard this story too many times.
1: I know, I live the story. Okay,
0: I had just graduated college and I'm new in LA. Well, I had gone to USC, so mm-hmm. I'm, like, I'm mm-hmm. new in real LA. Because when you're yeah. in college, it's a, a different experience. I remember I had met, I actually knew, well, Remy.
1: Remy, uh uh-huh.
0: I knew Remy because when my friend who I knew from the dance world in New York, Oz, shout out to mm. Oz Ninja, yes. had come out to LA, I took class with Oz and, uh-huh. and we would train. And then he went over to Remy's, so I met Remy and then when i was like fresh out of school looking for things to do he's like um like we need a dancer last minute uh-huh. and so i remember uh-huh. meeting you you were putting on a show uh-huh. and you were like i know because you were recommended by remy or Kadar
1: pierre Kadar pierre now yes, sorry of lions den uh, shout out yes. if you need any videography or photography there we go
0: <laughs> um Yeah, and you were like, I know you're a gem. And I was just so nervous Mm because I was like, oh, my God. You know, it's one-on-one. You're teaching me choreography last minute. It was was
1: really intense. The whole show was, like, fully set. And we just needed one person,
0: and it was easy. I remember yeah. I had like arms behind my you back were, and you had were these feathers.
1: Uh. I was a parrot, but I was so <laughs>
0: nervous. And I had actually met you before that. Mm-hmm. You were teaching a free dance hall class at Debbie Reynolds.
1: Oh my god! And I was in college, and that's wow. actually the first
0: time I met you. I took your free two-hour dance hall class. Oh I remember my
1: it. god, that is such a throwback, <laughs> man! And and shout out to Debbie Reynolds for yeah. those memories and those opportunities because. We were shaking some shit up in there. Like, I mean, it was like raw. I loved Millennium. I always loved the energy in there. But it felt more studious Mm -hmm. at Debbie Reynolds because you were literally like, Michael Jackson was in here. And like, you're taking Kenneth and you're taking all these Jason Maher's and you're like, Lord of mercy. Um, So yeah, I I think that when we started, when, when I met you, I was literally like, still waiting for that big break kind of oh. thing. I had done some shows and done some things. I was very confident, you know, as we... I saw
0: a Sunny D commercial. Sunny D commercial.
1: Yeah, it. I choreographed it.
0: Oh my God. And
1: this stuff was like because in high school I was working. So I, I did Christine Aguilera's Dirty Video and I was a senior in high school. I did Black Eyed Peas, Missy Elliott, and all of that within my senior year. So by the time, you know, I was out of high school, yeah. it was like, okay, I've done some stuff. I feel like I've pretty much accomplished my life's goal.
0: Great. Right. But
1: there was so many more levels to it. It was ridiculous. What was
0: like what was that what what were you reaching for at that point that you felt like you hadn't accomplished?
1: Just to dance and I I, I want it to pop, I want the big boom, I want the fire, I want the CO2 cannons, I want the confetti. So those are moments that metaphorically to me are like in my life where we get to celebrate a great show or we do carnival and we bust down for an entire month you know, because we're starving artists dancing in our living rooms, and then you finally do the show, and you're like, bam! Mm-hmm. I love those moments because they're big and small. They're seen and unseen. They're like, you know, I could do a live TV show, and the whole world sees it, and I'm like, yeah, boom. Or I could just do someone's wedding dance, and it means the same amount to me. So I think that's the the aha behind the confetti moments.
0: Whoa. Because I was wondering, yeah, is it like a celebrity or what? But what I'm hearing is...
1: Uh-uh. I think changing people's perspective of themselves and movement because a lot of people are scared. Like they're literally artists too, especially artists who are coming out to be judged. And that's why I started actually in artist development before I became like a choreographer, creative director. I was doing more movement coaching and stuff like that. So when I met Janae Aiko... She was 14, and I was working movement on her because she was going on tour with B2K. And how old were you? I was 10. 17.
0: Okay. <laughs> i know you, you were the most serious 17 year old i'm sure i was so
1: serious i needed perfection um, no my best friend used to be like man you, you'll make dancers cry but it's just because that's what i was taught I, I grew up with rosero and jamal and kenneth and um teresa espinoza as people that i was like dancing around um dave scott huge he was doing all the b2k stuff at the time so like john silver who's an amazing choreographer and and movement coach now so just to be around those people and you're still in high school yeah i'm very serious like i'm serious because clearly they're serious you know Roro, lord of mercy like iconic
0: yeah how did you get around them was it taking class at millennium or
1: a lot of growing up in la i think Mm -hmm. that I hate being like that, but real LA kids understand because it's generations of us, you know, like that are artists in our own right. And then by way of community and communication and working through whatever you need to work through, I've got friends who are international choreographers. I've got friends that I went to junior high, high school, met in college, you know, who are artists, singers, on tour right now you know doing their thing so it's LA it's a thing where Mm -hmm. it's like you know to to make it out of the hood where you know there were no arts programs we were
0: I don't know if we said it here yet that you grew up in Inglewood LA (laughs)
1: Inglewood all day yeah um from the time I was born to now it's still happening I'm still from Inglewood no but it it is something that definitely pushed us because we were so close, working and and meeting Janae and and meeting Orion. I actually started dancing for Orion before I was dancing for Janae, who's Omarion's little brother. Um, he was touring and doing his thing, and then they were like, "Oh, you know, you seem to." The- know how to move your shit can you (laughs) can you can you show her then I started touring with her and then her sister Mila J was in a group at the time I didn't know that's her sister wait really yeah Mila J and Janae are sisters whoa my (laughs) yeah so so it was it was a very close circle of like you know, I danced in Marcus Houston's That Girl video. Like, it was a lot of that. And once you're in L.A., you meet the Reina Hidalgos and Osiel Hardisons. You meet all these people that you're like, oh, my God. Like, I'm automatically in these spaces with people who are, to me, the people I've been watching on screen the whole time. You mm-hmm. know, I, I remember when I met Swoop. Swoop was at oh the convention center in L.A., and we were doing some random artist showcase you know like no one's getting paid We're, we've rehearsed our lives away and swoop had choreographed for one of the artists and i just remember looking like this is a moment if you've watched are you that somebody which i had numerous times everyone
0: sorry to interject but everyone will not know who swoop is which i'm sad about they no. probably won't know who swoop we gotta is, yeah. we gotta
1: educate uh so. swoop the the dance father um,
0: started with, I think he started with MC Hammer
1: yeah like way way back in the day I think what attracted me to Swoop as a dancer was that I could always feel that he was dancing mm. it never felt like I'm just doing the moves yeah. that somebody gave me so Swoop although very like he's not a wild dancer very controlled but the seriousness and the intensity of his intention in the movement just like how he pushed and expressed certain things I was like man it's it's the performance part of it the musical theater kid in me was like yeah he's got the stuff I think that's what Yeah. so when yeah. I saw him and man I'm like oh my god this is Are you that somebody? Literally just like flashed in my head. I could see his earring hanging. He wears the same earring that says Swoop. You know, like you just know Swoop, that's him. You know, the mustache, the hat. So it really was a moment. And that's when I started realizing like in LA, you could be around anybody at any time. You could literally run. I had seen and met Megan Good like 12 times before she even became famous. And I was like, oh, you know, she was in Cousin Skeeter and stuff, but I was like, "Nah." I don't even remember cousin Skeeter. This is making good.
0: And when are you like you running into her like at, at mall
1: events, events at the mall? You know, Janae did a showcase at Fox Hills Mall, and like you know, uh, what's his name from That's So Raven? Uh, oh, the dude, that dude, um, Not, um, the crazy one, Orlando Brown. I
0: danced <laughs> for Orlando Brown.
1: I did too. <laughs> I choreographed for them, that's, and he was doing uh, he was doing he Drew Sedora at the time. Drew Sidora is one of the girls that's in White Chick. She's one of the like home girl, She's the home girl to the main girl, but she's an actress. Everything. She's in a lot of other stuff. I'm, please don't like look her up. She's in a lot of stuff. But this is what she did while we were around her, and so I ended up from a show with Janae working with orlando brown for a number of and mind you i'm literally like 18 years old like then i met 3lw and i was working with 3lw before they broke up and it was like it just kept it kept happening and then by the time i was 21 i was like oh my god like this is all happened you know i've been in clubs and around the world and i'm just now 21 thank you god like lord of mercy that's what I mean. Just those confetti moments, those CO2 moments when you're like, "Man, that that really is my life right now." So, yeah.
0: Oh my god. Orlando I can't get over Orlando Brown. I, I want to say Orlando yeah. Bloom. Orlando I, I, Brown. Orlando I would Bloom. love to but say either. Orlando Bloom.
1: Orlando Orlando Bloom. Orlando I wish it turned out that way, but you know. I met
0: I met his manager and him at mm-hmm. the airport and I was wearing like crazy jungle pants Good and stretching. Good and for like you. to me they weren't crazy but uh-huh. looking back sometimes I'll wear things people are like whoa and I'm just like these are just these pants. are
1: just jungle pants I'm going through a weird yeah. a weird
0: gap looking phase uh-huh. I think I've gone I don't know, whatever.
1: You're going simplified modern chic now. <laughs> <Yes>. You know, <laughs> I've just been
0: working I've been working so hard, like yeah. something ha- like the anyway, it's gotten basic with the clothes, but mm-hmm. I still have so many hammer pants that I will never stop wearing. Break them out. But I'm wearing jungle pants and I'm at the airport and mm-hmm. I'm stretching. Not mm-hmm. like seductive stretching, just stretching online and I gotta calm about my pants and then mm-hmm. I start talking and it's Orlando and his um and his manager. And they ended up hiring me, ended up doing like just like free movement improv behind them, behind him at uh-huh. like this gala. It was the most LA thing. <laughs> so and then random. end up at dinner with this like table of movers and shakers who were raising money for people's dogs. And it put me in a different circle. But then his son called me up one day and he was like, Orlando loves you. And we were not like that. And uh-huh. it was inappropriate. And that uh-huh. was the end of that.
1: Yeah, the, the six degrees of separation, though, yeah. to even find out oh. like that we, before we didn't know each other, we were yeah. in the same space. You yeah. know what I mean? Because like, that was definitely after my Orlando Brown days when we met. So that, that is what yeah. I love when I'm like, you know, people I love and have worked with. Are working with people I've loved and worked with and it that's the way the industry works. So, yeah. yeah, and then
0: Zach Manzello
1: uh. disappeared.
0: But like one of the great first people that I met in LA <laughs> absolutely disappeared.
1: Absolutely disappeared. I don't know if, if he's gonna watch this or if he's gonna he be like, probably... Stop talking shit about me. You no, know but Okay,
0: because listen to because Zach,
1: you were around, you know, we were we were cool. We yeah. were
0: Yeah well What's interesting about this, because LA is this, for many people, this elusive cutthroat town. So first of all, it's really cool to listen to someone who's from here, Mm. like your perspective, but then also to have stories in retrospect after over the very human experiences. So Zach, I don't even remember how I met him, but I remember when I was, this is all like within one year of getting Mm. into the industry here, was one of the first and only people to be like, but how are you as a human? Right. And he had, had shared, like, I'm going through a funk. My dad just passed. And I remember mm, he's like, mm. I find a... And it was in a really respectful way. He's like, you know, sometimes I find a home-cooked meal helps. Yeah. And
1: He made you some of that mac and cheese. He made he me was the was mac
0: like, and cheese.
1: Oh, Zach and the mac. Lord of mercy. Don't get stuck.
0: And then you probably came over. And yeah. And you
1: and
0: him were, like, uh, it was Zach and
1: I actually lived one Back house over. away from... One house away from each oh, other. Yeah. So... I moved there, my friend Deshaun, and then Deshaun.
0: Deshaun and uh,
1: Juice, Juice Boyfriend. Shawnee, that's the homie. Um, but it was it was one of those things where North Hollywood was different. Yeah. We were a community because look where you're living now. Like you lived. Four minutes from where I used to live we would just be walking or I'll meet you at Millennium or I'll meet you at Crown Burger or I'll meet you at Vicious Dogs or we'll take the bus up to Debbie Reynolds or we'll go to Movement Lifestyle later on in the years you know yeah so it 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 was for me I think you guys made this feel like family even though I am from LA moving to the valley and like being around I hate to say like such weird people you know what I mean like all y'all are fucking weird like dancers are fucking weird you sleep with each other it's 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 a (laughs) weird crazy world of like I'm out in the world so I'm gonna do whatever I want because my body's hot and nobody's telling me what to do and it's like okay (laughs) that's so true and that observation (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah I actually
0: love doing this because again like you don't really hear people's stories yeah and when even when I'm sharing or someone else is sharing their like LA story or industry story because this isn't all you know in LA we have episodes right. in other places right. but it, it turns into like certain highlights but not those in between. what was it really like what it was really like is that you know in general nobody would actually ask me how I was and mean yeah. it and then you meet someone like a Zach who's you know no bullshit we don't have to know each other i don't want anything from you that's not the
1: point the point is are you good yeah because we come out here as dancers like we're good we're good
0: and even even
1: with the pandemic i was like what is up with all these dancers right now that was my my first thought like we struggled to live and survive and we were thriving you know like Millennium was the hotspot for paparazzi. You could dance with Shane Sparks or not. You know, (laughs) (laughs) I'll say you could dance with Super Dave, Dave. you know, like, okay, you could you could dance with really iconic people and be in that space. It felt like a family. There was very little social media. So when I saw you and we saw each other, it was real. It was very like now that you're connected to Zach and if Zach fucks with you the way that he does then we're all doing this like we're all you did a show for me let me know what you need me to do you need me to do this I'm gonna be there so I think that I'm glad that when we came together as the group of friends that we ended up being everybody felt supported everybody felt like they could communicate and we didn't feel the need to like go crazy or, you know, do some of the things that now the stress of being in the industry and being a dancer in LA and surviving with one dance studio over here, one dance studio over there, you know, it's just a little bit different, but I know they have something like that. I just don't know if it's as raw as what we experienced.
0: Yeah, I'm curious about that, the how it was in the authenticity, because mm-hmm. when I interview choreographers from the generation before, mm-hmm. like that was the raw and authentic mm-hmm. time, and what I'm curious about is with the dancers now, and I'm sh- I'm pretty sure in 10, 15 years, yeah. this time for them would have been raw and authentic. Right. I think, because I feel like I haven't seen generation. You're,
1: you're, it's where your mindset is. Yeah, we weren't trying to do anything but live. Yeah, because there wasn't do, social media like, like that. There was no social media. I didn't I wasn't YouTube. trying to there was YouTube, yeah. but were we really trying to start our own pages and be the next choreographer the way that every seven to thirteen year old is now a master choreographer? No. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I think that at the same time we were so humble to even be in the spaces that where Zero and Jamal were in, like, I remember meeting them. I was dancing for Miss Prissy, actually, excuse me, <coughs> choreographing for Miss Prissy. And she was, we had just done Rise, and she was coming out and doing her thing, and she became an artist, so I was like, oh, okay, now we gonna blow up, you know? And we're all from LA, so it's like, Deshawn, Juice Boy Fresh was there. Uh, my brother, Miho, was there. We were all Lil C, Ty, we were all there.
0: Oh, my God, the and whole so, Rise generation. R-I-Z-E, so, watched the documentary. R-I-Z-E, yep. Um, that, was
1: that was like 2005,
0: 2006.
1: Yeah, because we did, well, it was even before that because I graduated.
0: Rise came out before that?
1: I graduated from high school in 2003, okay, telling my age and I did Christina Aguilera's Dirty video and then Rise came out right after that because the Dirty video was in Rise. We okay. shot we shot Rise at oh, the Christina dang. video. Dang. Yeah, not knowing when we met David LaChapelle on Venice Beach and he was just happened to be walking by that all of this would then lead to what it was. We're also
0: almost the same age. I always thought you were more years because you've done so much. Mm.
1: Don't, don't do me. that. <laughs> 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 don't <laughs> do that. Yeah, no, no, it's just the black don't cry. <laughs> um, but all that to say is, I was so humbled to even be in the same fucking room as them.
0: Yeah.
1: When I met Fatima and was working with her, and I was eighteen years old, and it's just like I remember, like, okay, okay like, okay, what do you want me to do, like. I'll dance, I'll push. So, yeah, those were the best years because you're just like, fuck it, I'm pushing, I'm pushing, I'm doing it. And I want to be around all these people. And then you start going, what, what, what do I really want to do?
0: Yeah, so that's the pivot, the pivot moment, which is the
1: theme. Yeah, which I think that's sometimes the easiest and hardest thing for people because they get placed in a situation that says, this is where you want to be here's the opportunity now you understand or they're fighting through where they are to say i want to go higher and in this industry it is i would say about 90 percent of who you know your talent is great but i think that we are all so talented and intuitive to people's dance and movement that it's your it's who you know it's your personality it's it's do I want to kick it with you on a tour bus for three months or are you hella annoying <laughs> you know what I mean like that's the reality of sometimes where people are casting their crew from so I think that's that's just one of those things that as dancers we've had to facilitate our own method of coping and finding the next level and doing this and that and
0: well it's hard because yeah. it's fewer and fewer people mm-hmm. at the higher levels and then I just had, like, a a cool full circle moment because you're Mm. saying it's who you know. And so I remember thinking, how am I going to know who you're supposed to know? Yeah. You know, quote, unquote, like, trying to get in the right rooms, and it never really felt great to me. Mm -hmm. And I felt so disconnected. But then what I've learned over the years, it's that slow and steady. It's the, you know, sometimes, like, it, like who you're with when you're new in town and stuff mm. years later, you build those relationships and it's not necessarily who's hot now. So no, like yeah. sparks, we haven't even gotten to this.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> <but> <laughs> that's funny.
0: Is it okay if I bring them up? Yeah, that's I,
1: fine. Yeah. Okay, cool. So <laughs> yeah. We've been,
0: we, st- we got hired by the sparks WNBA sparks at in the same year. And it's like, yeah. And then, I share the story of how we knew each other and um you with old school crew me with the spark kids and it was just so beautiful and full circle and
1: just the the timing i think we were both taking on a new role new opportunity that i think fit so well you know between me already having old school skinny and now being able to project what i do and how i do it in a professional space was almost like you could get that professional version of it, and then you can come get the the one that you can actually do and accomplish.
0: Yeah, because we'll we'll get in more into it. But you already had. I remember when I saw you got the job. I was like, this is the most perfect this is person because right, right. you had already been doing old school skinny, which yeah. is these super like fun, accessible, high energy follow along dance. Tell me if I get this right. They're dance classes Mm -hmm. where you sweat the whole time. It's to old school jams, R and B, hip hop, so like funk, all the great things. And we and we'll like
1: throw the new school stuff in there that pays homage or like is a vibe. If it's just a vibe, then we'll play it. Like I, you know, I'm not. I don't only listen to old school music. So, but all that to say that that's why the the timing was so crazy perfect that we were in the same space at the same time and the Staples Center was still the Staples Center and it was buzzing and, you know, everything was happening.
0: And, because, like, bringing it back to this whole thing of, you know, it's who you know and stuff, Mm -hmm. the person who, I wouldn't have known it without, shout out to Erica Mm Humphreys, I wouldn't have known about this opportunity if she didn't hit me up on Facebook Mm -hmm. saying, hey, by the way, like, they're looking for a new entertainment director
1: mm-hmm. and
0: Erica, I knew from college. We did not know each other from dance, but she really, yeah. Yeah. She, but when I was, I at have campus, a story
1: for you when you're woo, done. Okay. okay. Go ahead. When
0: I was on campus in college, I didn't see what I wanted in the dance community. Mm-hmm. There was before USC had a, the new dance program they have Kaufman. Yes. Um. So I created a dance crew. So people knew that I danced and stuff. And right. then some people still followed the journey after when I became a professional dancer. Right. So all that to say, the person that I knew that made a difference in my career was not, like, a hot... A, a hot choreographer. Yeah, she's yeah. a phenomenal person that everyone should know, but it wasn't this famous person who put me on, and so yeah. it's who you know. Like, it can be the most unexpected it, people. It doesn't
1: have to be who you know. It's right. It's who you know. Right, it can yeah. be the
0: person next to you. Yeah. All that to say, and you consistently doing work because when... People see you're doing something for years, they're gonna trust you more and they're exactly. gonna wanna help out you.
1: Exactly, exactly.
0: So So
1: funny story, the person who helped you out the most mm-hmm. was actually the person who was up for my job when I went in to be hired or interview for the old school. Crew. Erica? Erica Humphreys was sitting at the table with me.
0: Wow.
1: And it was me. Two other people, I can't even really clearly say who they were, because it was really just me and Erica. Like. And
0: I had submitted, but I wasn't able to be there. And if I were oh, to person, that one, yeah, oh, you yeah. were at that job. Like was absolutely, when yeah. you got it, I was like, oh, hell yeah.
1: Right, because they like asked me to bring two people to like demonstrate my choreography. Uh-huh. And I was like, no, uh, <laughs> I. you can look it up. My choreography is what it is yeah. and I will come but and it.
0: Literally the most perfect person for the job.
1: but. And she'll tell you this because she we laugh about this all the time. And just like you said, you never know where you're going to. Everybody that year, our entertainment director, our floor, just general floor manager, mm-hmm. and the entertainment directors who were choreographing were all new.
0: They were new, except for G. Madison. G. Madison,
1: but G. He Madison was not there.
0: He wasn't there before? He,
1: he was. He was there, but Brandy brandy evans who's on p valley uh
0: she's amazing she was was there and
1: that's who and that's why when you guys started i was like oh my god like so it was just a whole conundrum of switch-ups right so i'm like okay what is going on they're clearly like hiring and firing people i'm nervous yeah so when i walk in erica's literally like Gunning for me the whole time. She's like, Well, I don't know who this young guy is on the end, but he don't know nothing about no old school. People from old school gotta live through it. And she had all these comments, and I had to lean forward and do the whole like, don't come for me, auntie. Like, you know, it was a whole thing. Are you serious? We did not fuck with each other that day. Like, I remember. Being like, who is this bitch trying to like? I went home and was like, babe, you won't believe. Something.
0: Wait, so how did you deal with it when she became one of your dads? I laughed.
1: Like, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't bother me. Like, yeah. I, I, one, I knew that it wasn't out of malice. Like, yeah. if y'all, if you know Erica, oh, if she you meet is. her,
0: I love her. She is and she just is a cheerleader. She's
1: a cheerleader for everybody. But yes. she, what I knew was that she was very, protective of her team Uh. for a reason or reasons, multiple reasons, not just her, but there's people on this squad who have been here since I was in high school. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Like old school crew started, I think in 2003, 2004. So I had just graduated high school. So you guys are on the team and I'm just finding out where my life is going. You know what I mean? So to see you now in this space and yeah, like the same way that if I wasn't there, I would be like, Okay, who's taking over? Because yeah, I've right. been I've been doing this for however long. I wanna make sure you're good. But it was a very funny, you know, like we ha'd later and we'll still we still ha today, but it was just really interesting because it was one of those battle moments in my head when I'm like, I really had to put on my suit of armor and just like not give it any energy and just, you know, be professional because Erica is intense. And then, so,
0: so how I know her, we're going to talk about Erica for a while. Let's then talk about like a, Erica. And then I like, I have to give her the episode. Yeah. Erica, she was, and I may have, I may have brought her up before cause she's part of my spark story, but she went to college to USC, a top college. Mm. After having four children. yes. So she had like four children, Full raised life. them and said, I'm going to go to college. And she went to college. Mm. She was an RA. That's how we both knew each other. Mm. And she just enjoyed herself, studied hard, was on scholarship, always a cheerleader. Always and it's cheerleader, interesting to hear man. that because she had told me about the old school crew position. Mm. So even knowing that she wanted to have that position, she still shared it with me. Yeah. And then the blessing in my life was that there was an unannounced opening for the Spark Kids. So I ended right. up being hired for a different thing but mm-hmm. it's like it's okay we can root for each other we can yeah. still be competitive and
1: then they asked me about you they oh, were they like did. do you know this girl galit i said ah. <laughs> like i i because i didn't know you interviewed yeah. right and i was very when they said your the name
0: same position or no for oh, the ki- kids the kids they, oh, wow. yeah they were Woo. like
1: i know you guys like you know we clearly they were on our facebook and stuff they were like oh it seems like you guys know each other like, what do you think about her? And I just remember being like, I'm going to say the best things <gasps> oh, so she can get you. the job. <laughs> I was telling them, no, <gasps> I literally told me. them but maybe like three lies. Wait, what did Maybe you say? like three lies Wait, about like, oh, she's done. Like, yeah, she's worked with this and done this. And we've like three, three projects that we probably never worked on together. But I was like, just book her. Like, Aww. especially if you're asking and it's at that place, like, I say just Booker so that we can all learn together. And I you did say, and I did say to them, I was like, you know, this is both of our first years. So as much or as many mistakes as she may make, I'll probably make the same amount of mistakes. And it's probably better for you guys to just like get it over with. I mean, <laughs> like, I had no I, that's idea. so funny. I never told you that. That and, that's it, so and not at all for praise or act. It's just something that I remember happening in my day and it, and and not. To put dubs on it, it just kind of like That's happened sweet. in like five minutes. And I was just like, oh, yeah, yeah, da 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 Okay, cool. And then we started working together. And it, it's you. been just, especially, let me kind of give her her flowers as uh-huh. well. Because you started, and the stage is big. You know, this is the, the big. Court. The, the 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 Yes. The
0: stage is the court. The stage, the stage is the
1: court. And to have little tiny mites feel that Baby space. Dangerous in their three foot four foot maybe you get a five footer yeah to have them feel the space the way that you did was amazing Thank you. like off off bat like first round because I deal with things with old school crew that I know you don't deal with with the kids and vice versa I've always been like man like getting them to focus and getting them to hit the step or be as professional as we need them to be but without like clipping their wings it's a sensitive thing to do, you know, like the same thing with the old school crew. It's like Erica has four children. One of them is my age, almost my age. So she is now listening to somebody who is this many years, you know what I mean? Like, or they've been working all damn day. They yeah, went to pick up the grandchildren. they have jobs, they have lives, they own businesses the same way with the kids where the moms and dads are bringing them or the kids got to do schooling before they go here. There's a lot that that age bracket, those two age brackets really deal with. Yeah. So I was very proud to see us like, especially our first year. I remember after our first year. (laughs) Because the schedule was so crazy. Remember? It was like, we had like, 15 games yeah we had th- two or three of them were like double performances yep. Like and I we were like oh my that. god yeah it was
0: and the rehearsals we had uh, to, we had four hours per game yeah and like for kids it was
1: that's not enough it was
0: like a, it was the quintessential 90s movie setup where it's a new coach with a bunch of people that were expecting a different coach. And they are like, who really, is this person? Yeah,
1: yeah. And I That's really, a good way of putting it. That's it, a great way of putting oh it. Oh,
0: my God. I had parents ready to bite my head off. I had yeah. parents that were concerned. They were like, yeah. who is this person? I had old
1: folk who were telling me, like, why are you here? What are you doing? Like, you better know these moves. And like, I'm like, oh, my God, okay. And very picky, very like, I don't want to rehearse this much and I don't want to do oh. this. And oh, yeah, you know, because... They're like, I'm busy. I got things to do.
0: Wait, didn't you audition for the team? What, That's, look. Oh, my God. And, and I ran into, like, there was rehearsals where people weren't showing up. And I'm like, right. what happened? They're like, oh, we're at an audition. Which blew my mind. You're not at rehearsal for a job you auditioned for. Yeah. But clearly, like, that was something that they thought was okay because maybe it had been okay before.
1: Right, right. And then
0: um, they had been promised I learned air conditioning the year before but didn't mm-hmm. have air conditioning. So wow. they were mad at me. Wow. But really, like, thank you because this the experience with the Sparks has shifted my whole life and it's yeah. given me something also I can work on creatively mm-hmm. each year. So mm-hmm. thank you. And y'all, you never know. It's a really fun who's... challenge and
1: you never know.
0: And you never know who's who's in a room saying mm-hmm. something about you. Yeah, I did not know that that was happening. And it's like, we've always been cool and stuff, but it's not that I was your best friend. No, like,
1: not at all. You know, that's what I thought that's... was so the best part about it is like, why not? Like, yeah. why not? They just said your name to me. Like, so just say Thank yes. You. Like, why not say yes? <laughs> like, what type of asshole would I be if I was like, you know, I really haven't seen her choreography like that. You know, I don't know if the style would be for me. Like, what what type of and not to say that, but people do it all the time. Yeah, this is, this is it's not unreasonable. It's also. not. I, I've had people on a job with me that are like, uh, <laughs> and you're like, really, like. <laughs>
0: It feels good to give, it feels good to give. Hi everybody! You have the opportunity to help sustain and support this podcast, which helps support the arts and the dance community. Well, mainly the dance community. Everything counts, nothing is too small, whether it's a couple of dollars to say like, hey, I I see you, $5, or you want to sponsor an episode. So all you need to do is make your donation from Venmo or PayPal to the Dance Speak Podcast. So you'll just put in the email, dancespeakpodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's dancespeakpodcast at gmail.com. And without any further ado, back to the episode and fund the podcast. Contribute to the podcast. not completely fun. That's not what I'm asking for. I forgot. I just had a flashback, and I forgot what flashback I had. So...
1: (laughs) Was it the peacock wing or the parrot wings that you, <laughs> you were like, flapping job around with?
0: Did you say we were on I'm like
1: how I don't was know. That? It was it was fully far fetched. Like it was fully like I said it like because at that time we had been around each other, but the only dance job we had done was that piece.
0: Which was and it was, you like, know? It I'm was sure like it, did it was like it was not too great. Just to be real.
1: It <laughs> was I put you through a lot. You did? I did put you through a lot. It It was a lot. (laughs) It was a Cybertronic Safari, you know, and you had to fully be dressed and be a parrot and have the characteristics because I'm dramatic as hell and then be full out in hip hop and then give me some technique. And then it was a lot. I
0: think I literally just did the parrot part.
1: Yeah. So it it was one of those where the, the entire space allows us to push and know each other and and get as close as possible. So by the time the phone call came around, it was like
0: those jobs are the best. Also, because I remember, like I know that there's been controversy around him, and mm-hmm. like Will the Beast was on it, and it was before right. he had blown up. And it's like yeah. those jobs that you, those jobs that you do, or the like being called in to be in someone's piece last minute, especially yeah. when you're starting out, are the most amazing because
1: yeah.
0: you're not auditioning with people or against people or whatever. You're on something together. You're
1: literally in a space. And and I I'm grateful. Again, with the generation that we grew up in, yeah. where being friends with Will and being friends with Big Miho, oh my who God. is yeah. now an icon and has always been in Yo, the I'm crump industry, I will give you his number because yeah. you got to talk to him.
0: I would love to. He,
1: and he'll tell you, I'm going to plug this He's been now. Up so many times. I'm going to plug this now. He'll credit me for him starting to do choreography that show that you did Mm -hmm. I literally went to him and was like yo, you're too fucking big to not know how to move your body in unison with other people you can't just be out here gorilla walling out every time, I remember having this conversation with him, not because I need you to do a piece for me, but because I see that there's more that can be pulled from it, which is my whole artist development thing, just kind of like with dancers with artists, with anybody where I'm like, just do, let's do it, let's do it. I mean, it was struggle bus on 10, struggle bus with flat tires. Yeah. Like, it was like, Miho, go one, two, and I'm, no exagger- exaggeration, let him tell you the story. We got through that. The piece that you are literally talking about, that's the irony behind that's it. That's crazy. Is the piece that I was like, and of course Will and everybody else was in it, but it's like, that is, what I mean by that community yeah. that we felt, and we
0: because we didn't have like Instagram was not popping yet, Mm-mm. and it was just photos. It wasn't video. MySpace
1: was just kind of cool, and but it was fading out. So
0: in the time when everybody's normally in their phone now and mm-hmm. posting, and like okay, let me get content. Instead, you were hanging out and connecting. You were laughing.
1: People. You were talking about dumb stuff. You were playing tricks on people. And there was
0: more like nightclub. But there were more interactive events with people. And now I'm seeing the um,
1: highlands remember yeah. highlands and oh we used God. to flex extravaganzas being every every year and you get to dress oh up and God, be a yeah. celebrity you know like
0: I, th- I feel like that's been missing because i'm noticing that you right now you have battles and jams mm-hmm. in classes mm-hmm. and there's something with them but what's missing is those actual like club nights where mm-hmm. you dress up mm-hmm. you're freestyling but it's not like just one person i mean and the you're freestyling
1: girls. hard yeah. in a Nice cocktail dress Or a nice
0: I was never wearing dresses uh, Come I on Let it know Unless was actually like shorts <laughs> A short
1: All right uh-huh. I thought
0: I'd be so serious About my freestyle Let like, that Sierra
1: track hit You're like oh, oh, oh. <laughs> That's
0: how I met Swoop Cause he oh, was see. He um he, he gave me props With freestyling okay. He was it was so nice also to have a male come up to me and mm-hmm. not be trying to get something or flirt yeah. or whatever, just being like, "I see what you're doing, keep mm-hmm. doing it." Yeah, and that's how we connected. And I miss those days of going out in my sneakers mm-hmm. and freestyling. And so then I read that you came out of the clowning community. Is yeah, that,
1: oh, I did. I was hard in the paint. I, I wanna learn
0: clowning so it bad. It was the
1: most fun thing. Well, I, ironically, you know, like my first choreographed number i was in the eighth grade i was in eighth grade and my brother was in the 11th and he was like there's this thing called showtime at the shaw he went to crenshaw high school which i later went to and our mom was teaching there at the time is an
0: english teacher an
1: english teacher and so my brother who was the first male cheerleader has sparked all this interest around him in his high school career and my mom is also there so all the students all everybody knows me because they're like that's little lucky that's you know lucky coming through he gonna be a crenshaw cougar the whole nine. so we do this five minute just my brother and i a five minute dance routine like if if, i asked my brother to dance right now he'd be like go fuck yourself (laughs) Right, but this bro had on the Slawson swap me sweats. Oh my with the, God. He, we both wore green shirts because we're you know lucky, and mine said 03 on it, and his said class of 2000 because he I skipped need footage. a grade. please, please, please. I don't know who has it or where it is, but Lord of mercy, if they pulled it up, I'd probably shit bricks. I definitely will be like, What? Okay, so anyway, we do that, and I'm like, Oh, okay, I think I sparked a bug by the time I was in 10th grade. I was like i gotta do showtime at the shaw and i gotta come out as a choreographer like that i remember being like i need to be a choreographer wow my friend and i did like an eight minute dance routine michael and janet it was every fucking song that you could possibly think of there were wardrobe changes (gasps) and chair sequences and partner work and i know because i can see it in my head like in the audience we were so serious like it was so intentional but probably not as graceful as it should have been but that's what 10th grade is for right like who cares so it was really interesting but I remember taking that routine and performing it for Get 'Em up clowns Mm. and I said I don't want to just be a clown dancer I want to infuse choreography into what you guys do that Back to like kind of like where Miho was, that's why he was comfortable with that because Miho was in Cartoon Clowns. I was in Get Em Up. But we both rehearsed in Compton. So we would always do shows together or partner up. Miss Prissy, Lil C, Tide Eyes, and Miho were all in an opposing group from mine. But I would say Get Em Up, shout out Mama Tasha and Duck, um, who were our managers, they made a point for us to know that we are professional dancers Hmm. and that we, as Crumper, at the time, Clowners into Crumpers, we have something to offer that the world wants. So all of those iPod commercials where they're like dancing in the shadows and stuff, that's Crumpers, that's that's where they even got the concept to just see the movement and do that then they started doing latin and african and kind of expanding. and they had I remember east coast dancers they had, east coast so they had dancers, breaking B-boys, they had dance hall yeah they oh, had I dance love hall those yeah i really feel like that was it was a time when people really were pulling dance back into the forefront yeah. and to have Crump be this new wave i mean fergie and will i am we did um uh, what my not my humps, um it wasn't my hums. Let's get
0: it started.
1: No, cutie, cutie, make sure you move your booty, oh. shake that thing, of the city yeah. of sin and, and Hands sh- What is that song?
0: <laughs> oh, no, I it's it's I it's my head right now. It sounds like a radio station with a tuner.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Shake your bum, bomb No, wait. Nah. <laughs>
1: oh, what? What? Ricky wait, Ricky Martin. Martin.
0: But is um, there a shake your bomb
1: in this? you know you wanna party, and the way everybody looking at. Hey, mama hey mama hey mama mama. Mama. it's that beat that makes you groove mama on the floor and so it's black eyed Peas. okay that's that's how long ago it was i don't even remember but (laughs) you know (laughs) i had the the full like blow-dried hair and like that actually crazy enough i'm gonna tell you a story i assisted on the choreography for some of the bang parts um And I remember my manager actually coming back to me because I was hyping my homegirl up who was on set. And my manager told me that Fatima did not like how I was speaking to my friend. Oh. And that she didn't want me on set if that's how I was going to act. And I remember looking back like, wait, what the fuck did I do? But I also remember how raw we are. And I'm watching my friend go from dancing at Crenshaw High School in the streets on the dime block where her mom is a drug addict and Mm. isn't in her life to performing with Fergie on a music video right now within the same year so I was like, you know, hell yeah, like, yeah, fuck it up. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I was like, kill that shit. Woo, 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 you know, like that's, that's the energy that we came with. And I just remember not liking Fatima mm. because she didn't understand that. Mm. I remember telling my manager, like, well, fuck her. I don't need to work with her if she doesn't understand the culture of what we're bringing to the table. As a 17 year old, like I was like, fuck her. I love Aaliyah. I've watched Fatima and Aaliyah for years and was excited to work with her. And then you get that type of feedback or that misunderstanding. And even as a kid where you're like, you know, my ego is bigger than anything. I don't give a fuck what she got to say. You know what I mean? It really was. Maybe it was say what you want to say but say it a little bit differently. Support your friend, but have some professional decorum so that when you look back, you're like, oh, I understand both sides of it. But as a young person coming up in the industry, don't try to backhand communication to my manager when you could just be the person that's like, hey, you're really talented. You da, da, da. like, you wish, it, you I
0: you. wish you would have said it too. I wish you would have said it like that, where yeah, it was like,
1: to... you know, not like that. I'm here, I'm booked. You know, yeah. and I'm booked because I brought choreography to this. I didn't just come in here as like some freestyle dancer. And I would always keep that in my head because being packed with crump dancers or being packed with clown dancers, you go into auditions as a group. Mm. So there's 15, 20 of us that are vying for this one opportunity. So when I started auditioning and there were 250. People, It was like, oh, well, I've been doing this, you know, been trying to quarrel my way out the barrel since I was in my clown group. So to have opportunities be presented, I did a Sunny Delight commercial, like really, really young. I was in the movie 13. They asked me to do like a speaking role. I ended up kissing Evan Rachel Wood in the mouth, yeah. That She's, like, lie. perfect. Yeah. She's, the, like, perfect. It's it's weird when you, like, have braces and you're, like, in oh. a movie and you're super awkward and you're kissing this girl and then she grows up to be, like, this internationally I renowned actress. World. And you're just, like, wow, I remember a moment when I was tonguing you down. <laughs> <laughs>
0: For the camera.
1: For the cameras. Well. We have a good time. Yeah. We have a good time. This is, um... What I think what we were talking about before with transitions, Mm. where I am in a really strange and unfamiliar space in my life right now, if if you can believe it, um, where I don't want to do anything anymore. Mm. I don't want to choreograph. I don't want to creative direct. I don't want to work with any artist right now Mm. and I know that's like what the fuck what is happening well
0: there's some real shit that people don't usually talk about when they're in it
1: yeah and I'm I'm literally in it like Mm. in the week of thinking this way because with old school skinny I feel like it has struggled to survive for years because I'm off feeding my ego sometimes Mm. with working these jobs and trying to keep up and doing this thing and oh, forget class. I gotta go do this one show or I gotta film this one thing. And it's like, okay, well, what about the people who are, these are not professional dancers. These are people who look up to you, who admire you, who love dancing with you because you give them a certain energy. Are you feeding them Mm. as much as you seem like you're feeding yourself, you know? um the other half of it is when god gives you something which i feel like he gave me old school skinny in my wife and in our connection and how we manifested it together mm-hmm. that if you don't honor that and give your time and attention to it you'll never really know what it'll turn out to be you know if old school skinny to me is always a sidebar or a hobby or something that i can just cancel on then it's never going to reach where we wanted to reach and so I've had to sit back and go you know how many projects am I working on that I've been working on for over five years I have like five or six of them
0: oh is that really good that's
1: really good yeah. that's like wow you literally are booked you know what I mean like just what a blessing but now you got to jump out of the comfort you got to jump out of building dreams for everybody else and start shooting some videos for yourself. Stop getting on other people's YouTube so much. Start building your YouTube. Mm. I wish I felt like it could all work together. You know, I, I think my commitment to my artistry and being a creative director is so potent because that's just all I know and all I've done. But I also consider what my life would be like If I put that amount of energy into myself, like literally myself, not myself working for you, Mm -hmm. not myself doing what that show needs to be done, like Mm -hmm. allowing people who are in our classes and who are on the Sparks crew, who are mothers, parents, kids and indifferent to find that new love of dance that maybe they're dancing in their their bathroom or their kitchen all the time and then they get to see old school skinny or experience it and now they're lifted you know and I'll give you just a prime example of like because it isn't just something that I thought about and was like oh well then I'm quitting there are things that God has put in my life Mm -hmm. that say move on Mm. like you had that you had a great time Let's do something else. Let's let's push. And so, maybe what is this? I won't date it. Twenty twenty, of course, happened. In twenty nineteen, my wife and I were invited to. Go teach at a retreat in Baja Mexico. Shout out to
0: Janelle. Shout
1: out to Janelle Lucky, my wife, my favorite, my only one. She's you know so what I'm sweet. saying? And my my son Drew, I see you, baby boy, King Drew, in the building. He's so cute. He's not in the building, but he's in my heart in the Aww. building. And and Janelle, <laughs>
0: just like I love when people are kind, sweet people. She's and a she,
1: kind, sweet people. I remember met she her. One of them. them.
0: So warm. Yeah. yeah.
1: So. We went away and they were like, hey, do you want to come to this retreat? We're like, oh, my wife's pregnant. I don't really know if we can do that. Pandemic just hit, let's just wait. Like we're not comfortable. We ended up going in 2021, which is last year. And it was in March. It wasn't as popular, not as much going on because it was still like a season of people coming back. Mm-hmm. And now we went back in July of this year for my birthday. We spent eight days out there. And just to kind of give you the context of where we are, we're in the mountains. No Wi-Fi, no TVs. Like, it's only wellness, vegan, vegetarian eating only. Like, there's a farm up there, and they bring you food straight down. Like, you're doing sound bowl healing. You're doing aerial yoga, using the aerial silks to, like, stretch your body out. Um, There's deer walking by you in the morning. It's that type of space. And so... We were just sitting there thinking like damn how are we two black folk one from Inglewood, one from Pacoima we had a great time out here last time it was it was not as many people and so it didn't feel like as much pressure but on our first day there were 35 people in this class and mind you this is a resort this is a retreat where people are trying to come and relax that you want to come and do and Fuck it up with some old school skinny at Mm -hmm. 10 a.m. is a huge compliment to us, especially because we are the only black people on this campus at this moment. Period. We're the only ones that are guests. Mm -hmm. So to see that translate and to feel what I feel when I did artist development and when I first started out to feel that joy of like seeing someone come to me and be like, D- you know, I don't, I have two left feet. I, you know, the disclaimer, there's always disclaimers. Yep. I call it, you're a disclaimer and mm-hmm. I get it. That's totally fine. But I work through that. That's mm-hmm. not, I don't work on that. I work through it. And so we are gonna get you to a space where you feel really comfortable. And to see that empowerment whether she goes and fucks her husband differently or plays with her kids in a more empowered way or is able to stop her kids if there's a car coming because she's using her mobility and her physicality to like actually do something. That's what I care more about at this point in my life than whether or not my video is Reaching a certain millions of views, you know oh, what yeah, I mean? I like relate. Or i I did the best choreography of this, and that. like I remember when I cared about that, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it, cause I love it. For instance, I worked with Nicki Minaj for six years, right? We haven't
0: even gotten into that. This might need to be different From
1: right from Super Bass all the way to Pound the Alarm. Fun fact: She went to my high school. Oh, okay. She was also
0: a drama major.
1: I'm sure she she majored all right. You can. Yeah. <laughs> she passed with exceedingly flying colors. Um, but I'm no, I'm saying that because I remember being in that space and like, I love the hustle. I was working with Loriane Gibson. Like then Lorianne Gibson left, and I was the lead choreographer and creative director along with Alexis Boy. Shout out Lex Lou. Just like being able to be in that space for as long as we did it. And then I was like, you know what? I don't really want to do this anymore. I think some of the um, politics of her camp in general was like, I'm good. I'm, you know, I'm out. So paychecks late? Paychecks were, it, it was like paychecks weren't just late but it was like i had already told you what my rate was and now you're coming back to be like well we don't have that for this show it's like well i'm not doing less work for this show i'm i actually may be doing more work for good morning america you need to pay me what i actually set out for now mind you thank god at the time that this happened i submitted for Nikki, old school. Here's the schematic for your tour. Here's wardrobe options. Here's the logistics of what it would look like and how the stage transforms and dancers attached to ropes and da da da. Like, just all these things ended up putting it in Brianna Price's hands. Who so Brianna Price walked it straight up to Nikki and was like, "This is my friend. He wants to submit for you. This is what it is." And Nikki hit me back and was like, "What the fuck? Yes, I want to do all of these things." in my contract, let's talk about contracts, I said that I would do the Billboard Awards in Vegas. I was like, I'll do Billboard with you, but you have a tour that summer, you're promoting for Britney Spears tour, I need to do Billboard and I need to do, oh, and I need to do Britney Spears tour. And that's her seeing me work in those two spaces is what made it catapult. Mm. So all that to say like, I've had the, grandest experiences as a choreographer um and i've had those experiences as a choreographer that makes you not want to be a choreographer you know or that makes you guess or second guess the intentionality of your art
0: is it usually the like rate when rates not being honored or is it it's people's energy it's Mm
1: -hmm. people's energy like i've worked for nothing and felt like a millionaire -hmm. You know, like I've been in rooms with people that are millionaires that make you feel so small. And it's like, if you were a cool ass person, I would fuck with you. I would want to be around you. And I wish that I was that. No, I don't wish, but like, you know, those type of people who are like, yeah, okay, well, you know, you can treat me any kind of way and I'll just do whatever you want me to do. No, I'm from LA. I don't give a fuck about that. Mm -hmm. I've seen celebrities come and go. I grew up with them. This is not anything different for me. I'm not going back home to some random podunk town trying to find my way because I came out to L.A. for a dream. That is sometimes the difference in mindset where you feel the power in yourself as a dancer, as a choreographer, as an artist to say, I'm going to dictate where I'm going, which to kind of wrap it up, I'm very proud of dancers and artists today taking the reins on that. Jaquel Knight doing all the things that he does to like help dancers build and grow and do what they do. We are in a different space now than where we were when we were doing Rise. You know what I mean? Like it's completely different. So I think that seeing the evolution of dance keeps me inspired to not just be like, oh, I don't wanna choreograph anymore because I see that we are getting paid. We got in-ears now. We don't have to just listen to the music from the stadium we can actually hear it in our ears those little technological advances and considerations for us go a long way and so i'm I'm just grateful for the journey
0: (laughs) i feel like we need to do like a whole other episode going deeper into the artist experiences but this trajectory is amazing to hear and then also it's one thing with dancers Mm -hmm. we usually don't hear the like the nightmare stories are what mm. holistically happens because of an un- understandable fear of burning bridges right sometimes someone will come on and speak up Tasha yeah. riley did mm. choreographers you mm. also won't hear it there's fewer choreographers you don't mm. want to burn any bridges yeah. so also to hear like well this is what's tough beyond that it's demanding yeah this is what's tough mm-hmm.
1: the demanding part is the best part really like that's the part that if you went to college it was demanding if you went you know like it's what what your soul is attached to my soul is attached to producing grand fucking grand crazy optical illusion type of visuals which is That's why i work amazing. with janae now where it's like you know it's more laid back it's not all this crazy rigamarole but it's as deeply impactful as possible like she'll literally send us text messages like for this show I want you guys to like really focus on this, this is the concept, this is where we are, this is how I want everybody to feel. And that, having that creative space to just say, yes, okay, I can breathe with, I can understand where we're going and what we're doing. So of course it helps having known her for so long, but I stay around and I am around because she genuinely cares that her music touches people. The same way that I care that my choreography touches people. Mm. So
0: And I'm not just saying it. Janae Aiko is one of my favorite artists. Mm. I love her music so much. Me too. <laughs> and i am like I can't tell you how many times I've emo danced in yes. my apartment to her music. Mm-hmm. So rapid fire. Yes. Although I really want to do this for three more hours.
1: <laughs> right, what happened?
0: Okay, so first Uh
1: uh-huh, oh, <laughs> I'm nervous. Well,
0: it's oh, fine. No one's more nervous than I am, for what it's worth. Hashtag <laughs> anxiety. <laughs> Hashtag anxiety. Right. So you are someone that you bring excellence and you love, you said, like being elaborate and creative. Mm. So I always feel like you're a step ahead, elevating the jobs you're on. Mm. However, mm-hmm. I'm so curious to know, as someone who loves that still, what is the job that's challenged you the most creatively?
1: Fatherhood. Whoa. Then that's a whole nother <sighs> episode. Because... <sighs> oh, yeah you are not creating just for yourself. Mm. Your creative direction has to inspire someone's mind to grow. You have to be consistent. You have to be patient. You have to do all of these things that sometimes the industry will allow you not to do. You, know, you don't have to be nice to everybody. You don't have to talk to people. You, know, like you can kind of be a dick sometimes to people or they can be a dick to you. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just like, oh, I'm dealing with this. But when you deal with someone that's so sweet and so pure and like you're trying to give them the best to you and vice versa, it it definitely changes you. I think jobs always come with a factor. Is the artist cool or is the team great or will you get paid on time or what's the creative process like? And you kind of roll with the punches, but the, they're punches that you expect. Being a father and like, especially having my son during the pandemic, it was like, well, what do you want to do now? What would you do if you literally weren't going back on tour right now? Yeah. And a lot of my decision to focus a lot on old school skinny has to do with him. Where it's like, I love seeing him be in class. And dance with people and hear him go five, six, five, six, seven, eight. I'm like, yeah, little you better say that shit. You know what I'm saying? And he's like, like two right He's now? two, he just turned two. And he has a routine. He has a routine. He goes, hands up, hands down, stretch, and jump, turn around, turn around, and kick. And that's his choreography. Okay. And oh, he'll man. walk you through it step oh, by my step. God. So to see that and to know, like, you know, that's that's me at that age. You know what I mean? What else am I going to give him besides dance? Because dance is always going to be great. What business tactics, information about buying homes, stocks, like what else am I going to give him that's above and beyond my ego to, to mm-hmm. be in the industry? Um, so it, it had a lot to do with my notion of saying, like, in the next year or so, focus your attention on your business. Make sure that that foundation and everything with that is strong. So that if you did need to bring in instructors or you did need to do something, you can feel comfortable doing that and going out of town and doing what you need to do. Yeah. So yeah, my my son is definitely my favorite.
0: That needed to be, the exact answer it was, rapid fire on the next three, all right? Favorite movie or a favorite movie?
1: Low Down, Dirty Shame
0: bam uh, like a fashion trend that you followed at some point that you're just like please do not let the photos resurface uh so like
1: what baggy 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 clothes on me were horrible <laughs> absolutely like I'm still skinny to this day and I was wearing 3X tall pro clubs and like size 36 38 jeans oh like stop stop doing it
0: if you had a billboard with like one statement Uh that people can read, what would it be? Jesus lives.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You knew that though. I think like
0: followed by Jesus, take the world.
1: Yeah, Jesus lives because when we are in these spaces of what do I do and how do I do it, that's what Jesus was asking when he was carrying a cross. Mm -hmm. And then he had to endure the things that he had, knowing that he had to endure those things in order for the world to be, as successful of a place as it would have been. So for me, when I say Jesus lives, it's like if Jesus could go through all the things that he went through and he still rose on the third day, I know you're not complaining because your bills are due. Or because you got to go take a job and di- like, come on, Jesus lives. Let's get it together. Wusa, breathe. Jesus lives, and let's let's get into it. So oh. that's.
0: <laughs> I like I've heard you say it so many times. I know. Thank you for I have it, like, friends who have tattoos
1: of it now. That's amazing. Like, so that's it's a it's a, again a blessing. Just like my mom put that in me. You know, she would say Jesus lives all the time. I'm like, mom, what the hell are you talking about? You know what I mean? She's like, Jesus lives, son. You're good. Your career is going to be great. This thing with Fatima, you guys will get over. You know, we talked a lot. She would always say, Jesus lives, Jesus lives, Jesus lives.
0: You're the second person today to say to me, everything is good. You're blessed. Everything Mm -hmm. is good. So don't even worry. Everything is good. Just want to say, you're the second person to say that today. So I really, really receive that in one day. Please. In a four hour span. And then last thing, what do you want to be remembered for? (laughs) Small question. I
1: know. That's like not rapid at all. But, um genuine care and attention
0: yeah
1: I think I think whether it's creative I genuinely give a lot of fucks about what I do like a lot and when you're passionate and when you have that and you're able to put your ego aside and say wow like I'm just grateful that God is giving me ideas out of my head because I could just be sitting here hella blank trying to figure it out. And I've been in those spaces where I'm like not creating or I think I'm creating. I'm just kind of like moving along. But I'd really feel like that would be the one thing that I'm the most grateful for over my seasons of life.
0: Yes. You know? and then how can people follow you support what do you have coming up
1: man coming up we have well you can follow old school skinny all spelled correctly old school and skinny
0: because i definitely spelled it incorrectly a long time ago it's okay
1: jesus lives well there you go um (laughs) (laughs) um you can follow us on instagram youtube facebook everywhere that you can find people um, we have more YouTube videos going up, but we also have a subscription where we don't post any of that stuff and we give you workouts, any affirmations, moments of cl- uh, cleaning the air. We'll literally like burn sage and incense and be like, all right, that's your video for the day. Um, so Old School Skinny, we're doing a self-care series the first two weeks of October. 2022. So 2022. This is right now and it'll be the we'll do classes sound bowl healing yoga stretches warm-ups and we're doing a, a kid and parent class as well so that the the kids can release because it's and we know it's stressful oh, it's so for start. them to go back to school and possibly get COVID from another kid or whatever the situation is so it's something that we have to take into account with our kids too and that's why i said okay. drew is my favorite you know oh, like oh. he makes you think about stuff like that
0: and if you're in la like the classes are based in LA unless you're yes. doing it online yes
1: oldschoolskinny.com yes come through please
0: um, thank you so much for taking the time to do this this is of course been fucking phenomenal I
1: know we gotta do it again <laughs> I am
0: like dead ass yeah. seriously yeah. okay yeah
1: we'll talk about some things Woo! yeah
0: Thank you for listening to the episode. We would love to hear your feedback, your thoughts, your takeaways, and you can do so by DMing us at Dance Podcast or take a screenshot of the episode and tag us. Share with your community, with your viewers, with your watchers, with your supporters, what you got from it. The best way to share these stories, which I truly believe make a difference, is by sharing it directly with your community, your peoples. I guess that's it. At Dance Podcast on IG, we're now on TikTok, and my own is at Go G-O-G-A-L-I-T, I don't know why I'm struggling with giving my handle today. And then also I mentioned the accountability group at the top of the episode, so if you are getting into your fitness or wellness looking for more balance in your life want a little bit of fit advice i am not fit advice but like exercise cross training advice i'm a certified personal trainer and what we do is usually we share okay what are our roadblocks what are we doing this week as individuals you can join from anywhere in the world and then i support And we support each other. It's really cool. So if you are interested in this, you can find it on my Patreon, patreon.com slash trainwithgalit. That's train with G-A-L-I-T. And you also get a free monthly workout. And if you're interested in getting more workouts, you can go to my website, gogalit.com. Click on the online fitness course. And you can always drop a line, DM me, ask me questions, and I will do my best to respond in a timely manner. Next episode comes out in two weeks. And peace! on the show please email us at dance speak at gmail.com that's d-a-n-c-e-s-p-e-a-k-p-o-d-c-a-s-t at gmail.com